Welcome to The Journey. My name is Kevin Polkey, and I am the host of The Journey. And on The Journey, we talk about stories of transformation, stories of individuals who've had setbacks, as well as uh, being able to work through those setbacks and learning things about themselves that they wouldn't have learned if those setbacks wouldn't have happened. And then they were able to pass that uh, that wisdom, that knowledge, uh, that new sense of uh, information about themselves, pass that on to others. And we also have reflections. And these reflections have a variety of different uh, thoughts or different ideas about something that um, I may um, have come across in my life or some type of insight that, that may have... Uh, uh, some type of obstacle that I've had in my life, and then some type of insight that I've had to find a different way or a new way of, of doing life. I remember growing up, uh, observing my dad, uh, who was, uh, I guess what we would call a, a blue collar worker, worked in a, a factory um, the majority of his adult life. Um, he was a licensed uh, electrician and worked in a couple different companies as uh, a maintenance electrician. It seemed like that he would, a typical work week for him would be nine hour days. Uh, sometimes uh, the normal five days a week, which would be an extra five hours overtime. And then there would be um, Saturdays that he would work as well. I remember early on thinking that that was the standard of, of a 40-hour work week. The majority of my working life has not necessarily had the same um, clock, uh, time clock that my my father had. I've either worked in athletics as a as either a competitive athlete or as a personal trainer. Later, when that particular career ended and started working in the mental health and behavioral health, um, almost always I was in some type of salaried or cons um, consult position. And so this idea of, of trying to figure out what would, with that standard of being 40 plus hour work week, punching a clock and getting overtime for the, over those 40s. And then in the mental health profession, where you're not necessarily punching a clock, it's based upon how many clients you see, trying to navigate through that. I remember when I was in specifically college and I was at Illinois state and I was preparing for shows and I would get up and my first training segment was at 6 AM. Cause that was the earliest that the, the gym that I worked out at opened and I would train from six to seven and then get ready for my eight o'clock class, have class typically till eight. Um, or from eight in the morning till around noon, one o'clock in the afternoon, I would then work from that one o'clock time period until usually five. 
And then I would go and do my second workout, which would be somewhere between five and five 30. And I'd be wrapping up around seven, go home. And then I would study until nine, 10 o'clock or until I got that finished. I knew that during that time period of that training regiment, when I was getting ready for shows that making sure that my day was was organized and that I meal prepped the night before um, that, that I had to uh, do those types of things so that I wouldn't have hiccups in, in the schedule. I remember having my schedule that tight um, from working out from school, from work, there wasn't a lot of room for other things. This would typically only be during the 12 to 16 weeks of preparation for a competition. I remember that when competitions, uh, when I was in what we call the off season in between shows and I wasn't training twice a day and school may have been the same and work may have been the same, but I only did one work, one workout during the day. It seemed like, there was almost an inefficiency. It seemed like with the tighter that schedule was, the more efficient or more that I got done in a day or in a week. When bodybuilding ended, and specifically I went into um, clinical practice, and then later when I opened up KP counseling, I think that uh, concern similar to when I was competing, that concern about uh, failing, concern about not necessarily putting in enough time or effort. I think I found myself moving into that same perception or paradigm of filling my schedule, making sure that there was no inefficiencies in my schedule, that every block of time during the day, even into the evening, was filled. I think because of the success that I had early on and then the success that I continued with as I moved into my second career, there was this aspect that this was the standard in which, for me, that I would need to do to be successful. Maybe even there was a part of me that thought this was some kind of uh, badge of honor of how full my schedule was. True, I believe that there was a, a need to do it because I, 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 this was a way that I can control how much effort that I put into this, even though I knew there was many things I couldn't control. So I would fill my schedule. People would ask me, um, and even as of recently, they would ask me about what's going on and about how, how many different things that I was doing. And I found myself using a descriptor that I've now challenged myself to look deeper into. I would describe my, my, my work schedule or life schedule as being busy. The reason why I started challenging that because busy implies that something else is controlling my schedule. 
that I'm not in control of my schedule. Busy, I think, is a subjective descriptor of how how I'm feeling about my schedule. There's times when my schedule during a week is exactly or very similar to the week before and the week coming up. But why do I describe one week as being busier and the other week as just a normal schedule? What's different about a busier week? I think for me, when I describe a week or a day as being busy, I think it has more to do with me giving my power away, me giving my energy away, me allowing myself to not be in that flow. That I'm not doing those things to take care of myself and to ground myself. Typically, from a week to week, my schedule is about the same. It is usually scheduled out. I'm usually is is full of different types of meetings and um, activities that I'm doing throughout my day throughout my week. But, but me describing it either in my own mind or when I'm describing to others as being busy, that's just a different story that I'm telling. True, I want my schedule to be um, efficient and in full to maximize opportunities in the day. And sometimes that also means scheduling um, downtime, time to meditate, time to stretch, time to be able to reflect and contemplate. That when I do that, regardless if it's while I'm driving from point A to point B, praying and meditating or listening to something that allows me to go into that contemplative state, or if it's early in the morning, after a workout, being able to ground myself, being outside. That when I do that, I'm more likely to be in a flow. My schedule may be just as full, but I don't feel busy or hurried. I recently came across something, um, a quote by Marcus Aurelius. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. Marcus Aurelius. So when you find yourself using descriptors of your schedule, which you have control over, are sometimes those descriptors expressing more how you're feeling or more how it actually the schedule is? I'm going to work intentionally about catching myself about not being busy, even if my, even if I have a full schedule, that when I have this full schedule, working on efficiency of my time, that if, that if I'm in that flow, that I don't have to necessarily have the toxicity 
of being hurried or rushed or busy. Remember what Aurelius says, we may not be able to control the outside factors, but we can control our mindset regarding them. And that is a true sense of strength and power. As always, thank you for being with us today, and I look forward to being with you next week.